on the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute that millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hi guys, welcome back to the Bogeyman podcast with Johnny and Dave. We are we are into golf season. We're we into are. proper golf season. I was out yesterday. It was I hit a golf ball. It was quarter to eight last night. It was it's oh. a it's a time to rejoice for the golf community everywhere. I feel yeah. Like. See Smell what the, the grass. That's it. Like a lot of things kind of go into the fact that or make into that feeling of golf season being back. Obviously, the clocks go in. Well, forward or backward, clock's changing, whatever they do. Clock's changing. Just we clock's get an extra changed. hour. Listen to everybody. Everyone's in better form. Like everyone's, it's like masters in a, in like a week. Yeah. Like you've got an extra bit of golf that you can go out and enjoy. We're back to 18 hole competitions for everybody. Bad news for me, by the way. Uh, terrible news for me after the weekend, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it was an awful day out. And yeah, it seems to be in great, great form. I think Speaking what, of which, actually, mm-hmm. sorry to cut across you, like all of this extra daylight time, it is an ideal time to start getting out and exploring some new spots to go and play, particularly Ballycastle up north. Ballycastle, you probably have seen, a lot of people might have seen this recently. So Paul McGinley did a series on Ireland and Northern Ireland's golf's greatest holes, and he was in Ballycastle, and he and Chris Hollins, I think they played the seventh hole for the series. So to if you if you can find that piece of footage, it's actually really, really good. It gives you an idea on, on how cool the course is. Like all of the really cool courses we've been to as well, and we keep on waxing lyrical about this, like Ballycastle is a course that plays like right into the center of the town. It's unbelievably close. Like the backdrop of the town, the beach on the right-hand side as you're, as you're looking towards the town. It's really, really cool. It's, um, it was created in 1890, so it's been around an awful long time. And like most places, a lot of regional golf courses as well, certainly in, um, around dotted around the island of Ireland, but Northern Ireland as well, were created by a kind of elements of the military who were stationed in these places, wanted to keep their officers and soldiers in the region, so they had to create these pastimes for them effectively. And golf was obviously a huge piece for them. So, yeah, 1890 it was created by a naval commander called Alfred Malcolm Coston. So he was actually one of the founders for it. Um, it's a stunning, stunning property across the beach. As I said, it feels like it's in the middle of town. It has the beach just off it. And there's just a, kind of this rugged beauty of it, like it's Rathlin Island off in the distance with the three lighthouses that are on it. Like you can see right to Donegal um, off through the, basically the, the Causeway coastline. Um, it's not that far from Belfast, to be honest. I suppose if you're on the coast road on the way to like the Carrickareed Bridge, uh, from, sorry, from Belfast, if you're on the coast road going towards the Carrickareed Bridge or if you're going to... Bush Mills onto Port Rush and Port Stewart. It's probably about halfway between between the two, dotted along that coastline. Um, the course itself is a really really nice course. So, eighteen hole course. As I said, um, it's not overly long. 
um, and has a mix of it, it's it's interesting in terms of the mix. It's half parkland and half links, really. And so the first few holes meander the way through the the. I suppose the the more parklandy elements of it before you come into the um before you come into the links elements of it, which gives this gives it this mad contrast that no course really has anywhere else. Like it's situated on on both sides of the road, which leads it to be pretty unique in terms of in terms of courses in Ireland. There's there's a couple like it around, but there are not many, um, and it just gives a really really unique experience, Johnny. To be honest. I um I've been up to visit the area. I've seen how it's um I've seen how it, the, I suppose the the course interacts with the town as well. And as I said, it's just off the Cushendall Road as you go into the town, and it as you've got this background as you play away from the town of Ballycastle Beach right through to the rocky headlands that are I suppose to the east of the, I suppose the the golf course, and then as you and sorry, as I was saying, Rathen Island, then you're just looking at kind of constantly off your left hand side. But then as you turn around to play back towards the town, um, you see basically right into the middle of town. I just love this feature. We've seen it in our glass. You see it in Royal County Down. Um, it is a real feature of some some very, very cool courses and one that is a must do on the way up just for simply for the uniqueness um it's really good value it would fit in like so perfectly into one of the the hidden gem courses that that we see i suppose everywhere around the country and one that like northern Ireland is just known for in getting like great value courses really good condition and then something really unique about them yeah so give it a go go up have a look have a have a round in Ballycastle. go into the town walk into the town grab yourself a coffee after you're finished um, and just enjoy a really, really unique golf experience. So it was a dramatic week there. Obviously, the Valera Texas Open is coming up this week. The Masters is just two weeks away. Yeah. But the last ever WGC, the Dell, Dell, Texas, Dell match play. In Dell Austin, Technologies the Dell Technology. match play. That's it. Well, WGC like that, match play. It's that just tells mouthful. you how, how much of a yeah, mouthful and how, how important WGCs have been, obviously, in the last few years. But... It delivered the drama. I think it was really, really good. I enjoyed great it. drama. Yeah, great drama. Um, I bought into it more than I thought. Uh, I think the look. They were talking about what, what, what made what what made it look dramatic. Course in terms of like people can hit four hundred yard drives. Uh, Rory can drive the eighteenth green. Um, <laughs> roll the ball back. Roll, roll it back. Ball. It's like. <laughs> Do you know what? It's everything that like that match play event should be. Like they, they were waxing lyrical about Cam Young and Rory being like for a combined 120 holes been like 75 under par or something like that. Mm. And I'm like, whew, that course, like it's designed to be played at that level. It's not, sure. it doesn't look incredibly hard to those guys at all. Like a few treacherous little holes and whatever that are just hazards that just have water hazards involved. Um, on the whole, it's an absolute turkey shoot as far as they're concerned. And but it just lends itself like, but sure, that's that's the joy of match play. Like if it doesn't matter, par, par does not matter. Like it could be a par nine. Like the last hole could be a 300 yard par nine and it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, do you know? So you're just reveling in the uh one to one one on one version of uh, I suppose version of the game, which is ideal. Do you know? The 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 course is merely it's merely a, a blank canvas upon which these artists draw their spectacular work. 
But I, I would say it's actually a very good canvas for that style of golf. Yeah. Like, because it, it looks crazy. You obviously have like the 12th hole, which is just like Bonkers. tea, water, green. Um, yeah, with a path built out to cover yeah. you. That was definitely brought in for the pros. Definitely. Sure. So for that sure. we're encouraging them to go for it so they don't have to hit driver again. I, I loved it. Like, I think now, if you had a PGA Tour event on it, there would be fucking war. Because, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for this idea, now, oh, people brilliant. just like some some cool things. Like, um, what what was your? Uh, I'll 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 go after. But what was your what was your highlight? Rather than going through the whole thing, because Jesus, there's a lot of golf been played. But like, what what was the highlight? Like in terms of a moment, or like a, a performance, or what, or what? More. Not gonna say. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway? That old corporate phrase. I actually, I, I think the, the course was fantastic. I think it's a pity oh, that we won't well, be going back there. I think it was really good. I love the, just the chaos that came with it. The fact that you could drive 18 if you were Roy McIlroy or the fact that like Ryan Fox hit a drive to five foot on, on the 12th hole or just like the the layout of it from the front line to the back line was very, very different. It was very mm-hmm. undulating on the front line. We had like 40, 50 yards drops in elevation from the the tee box to the fairway and another 30 yard climb up to the green i think that was really good because it just meant that like in a week when the distance debate and the ball rollback was front and center someone could hit a drive 280 yards and if it was on like the sixth hole the fairway dropped 50 yards elevation so a 280 yard drive became like a 420 yard drive just because of the elevation change so distance didn't really mean it, it just didn't make any sense. It made no difference whether you hit a 280-yard drive or on that hole, like a 400-yard drive, just because of the layout of the hole. I thought I thought the, the course was, was brilliant. And actually, it's, it's disappointing that it's, <laughs> we're not going back there again. I think uh, you could have this format in like another bog-standard PGA Tour course, and it just wouldn't, wouldn't get the same level of drama at all. In the same way, like you could try and put like the waste management somewhere and it wouldn't have the same buzz because the whole the holes are are what make it kind of chaotic and the infrastructure around it um i think if you if you put this event somewhere else it just wouldn't be as as, as much fun aside from that i think as like a big performer or a player that jumped out at me jason day looks brilliant right now he played really he played, he played really well this week Obviously, he he just got got done at the end or in the, what the quarterfinals by by Scotty Scheffler, but he had like I think he had like five top tens in a row the last five weeks, um, so he's he's got got form back and for someone that was such a powerhouse of the game and such a dominant world number one for like, I think it was fifty one weeks is what they were saying he was world number one for which is kind of sickening he'd like to do it for fifty two and. Be like, yeah, I was world number one for a year. That that one week shy is that would that would kind of that would get to me. But he was he was one one that really jumped out at me and like he could he could fuck some people up now in Augusta. Yeah, oof. gets allergies. Yeah, he got allergies this week as well. Like, and then he gets the vertigo, and then he hurts his back, and then like God, I don't know. It's just like what happened to him in that? Like he was way up, and then like doctor was called and. Uh, he he gets really bad hay fever apparently. Oh, so it was allergies. It was actually allergies because he also gets okay. vertigo. So people thought 
It was yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, but, oh no, that's back again. That ruined yeah. him. Like, uh, no, it, it wasn't that. He's like Vertigo doesn't go. It's a thing that it, it just kind of comes back at random points. So like, he'll never not have Vertigo. So not having an antihistamine in his golf bag probably cost it's him pretty a much, million quid. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Tough because he was three up at the time. Just to Scheffler. No, I know Scheffler was an absolute last-minute hero in every single match he played, like, down <laughs> in everything. Like, three I'm down, down three in three games. Yeah, like, like that's, at that level, given that it's birdies, it has to be, like, you're losing. Jesus, few holes, you're losing with birdies, like. Your big takeaways. Jason is good, yeah. I I thought he was, it's good to see him back. I like him. He's... He's, he's, he he's unoffensive. Like, ride hard for though. Like no. he doesn't have anything. He's no gravitas towards him, or he's like he doesn't even have any great personality. He's very, he's uh, not, not, not. He's not. He's not. He's the opposite of Marmite. Like he's just. Meh. Yeah, it's ironic where he's from. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah, he's the exact opposite. It's like it's you don't love or hate Jason Day. You don't feel. You just don't feel anything towards Jason Day. As in, if he won the Masters, I'd be like, cool story. Uh, but that's as interesting as Jason Day winning the Masters would be. Yeah. Um, like did you ever very, hear? Like, very did, nice guy. Like, yeah. Did you ever hear? Guys. He did a video piece with the PGA Tour years and years and years ago about his upbringing, and so came from the, like pretty much poverty as a kid. Grew up very, very, very poor. Um, I think it was just him, his siblings, and his mom, and he, his mom, basically. Um, to, so I think it was after his dad died I could be very wrong on this but I think it's just after his dad died his mom wanted him to to get into something and to try and find a, like an outlet for him and, and golf was that outlet that like changed his life uh, in, in a very very big way and like his story of um, from rags to riches is actually phenomenal I'll get the, I'll get the video piece and I'll, I'll share it on, on our socials and stuff but it was a very very nice piece, and it it that's the kind of piece where I guess remember we talking about the the Netflix mm. series that people are the stories of the of the the tour, yeah. and not the golf itself. This yeah. he's a classic case of that. Yeah, and like he he lives like in he lives up in Ohio direction, like places under snow for half the year. Like there's a really yeah. good play, piece about him. Actually, in fairness, yeah, now that you say that, there's some pretty interesting pieces about him. Like he did a really cool like show people around his gaff in ohio and it looked that was really so really cool um like such a cool setup travels in an rv that kind of vibe um yeah actually i'd like i say I, I don't know what i feel how would i feel if you won the matches i'd be like i'd be happy enough but i wouldn't be like oh my god be i'd be the, the same as i would have yeah. been i'd be a bit more enthusiastic than if scotty scheffler won i would be a little bit would I be? I'd be as enthusiastic as if like uh, Justin Thomas won. I think. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I kind of like him. Um, like it'd be nowhere near if like an Adam Scott won, or if obviously Rory Young, like the Irish guys aside, because you know what that'd be like. Yeah, if a Cam or Smith like or Hideki like or yeah. Cam Smith or someone that you could actually like. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but what was my takeaway? Uh, Rory's drive on eighteen in the game against uh, Danny McCarthy. Not Xander against Danny McCarthy. The one where he drove the green. Danny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was quarterfinal, wasn't it? Yeah. It was outrageous. Like, and it was the first time I'd audibly gone, 
oh Jesus, like at 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 any golf event on that I've witnessed on TV. Like it was only eight mile an hour winds down off is down off the right and just sent this thing to the fucking moon. Like you could even see on coverage that it had gone to the moon. Like it peaked out at like 152 foot, like nearly 50 yards into the air. Jesus. Like 50 yards into the air, he hit a driver. That's just like your, your house is like, that's twice the size of your house. Mm. More probably. Like it just was like stunning, like kind of, and I suppose like, would if the ball got rolled back, would he be able to do it? No, he'd still be able to swing it at that speed. Um, he got lucky, like the driver was really hot for the first few days and then kind of cooled off a little bit, got quite lucky on the last against Xander, like really hiked one left on 18. Uh, Rory's got a real lucky bounce off a person and Xander's hit the tree. Rory yeah. got up and down and Xander didn't. And that was literally, so like he got it, he got, he, he rode his luck a little bit in, in at times, but the, the golf was, the golf was exceptional. Um, I'm still as like vanilla about Scotty Scheffler as I always was. Um, <laughs> other than that, that he has proper stones. Um, he comes back. He doesn't let anything phase him, which is uh, like a pretty decent trait <laughs> to have <laughs> for a professional golfer. Um, I think I just enjoyed, it wasn't as boring as I thought the last day. And I think no. it was, Great that the second match actually had two people who we wanted kind of in the final, as opposed to Sandberg's Cam Young, which ended after 12 holes. Yeah. Uh, an absolute tanking by Sam Burns. Uh, I think Cam Young was just burnt out. He looked so tired. Um, we got the Scotty v Rory match we wanted, just not. We did, yeah. With any and look, kind of but it oddly enough, it, it became, yeah, it became front and center just by virtue of the fact it was the only match left on the thing. So they actually kind of. They really leaned into it and said, look, geez, we better like may as well give this the the I suppose level of interest that we would the final. So normally it'd just be a, a sideshow to the final, but certainly not with those two. Yeah, I don't think we can look too much into that match though. I mean, like you can't turn around and go, Oh, Rory is definitely a better golfer now, or definitely world number one because he beat Scotty in that match. Yeah. I say the two of them like if you handed them just like if you went up to them were like lads you want to split the money and split the points 50 50 <laughs> just go home i imagine at that point six rounds of golf in each they're probably worth like oh, yeah, Jesus, fuck yeah. that yeah yeah like um i know a lot of them aren't going down to Valero for obvious reasons um to the texas open um but yeah enjoyable uh i'll miss it there should be some form of uh, match play in the calendar given the restricted field nature that they have moving forwards. Um, they sometimes the PGA Tour don't know what they have with the good stuff and then want to change, just concerned on the bad stuff, but then change the bad stuff and with this change the good stuff that they have. Anyway, mm. a bit of match play never goes astray in terms of the interest level for people. Um, so it will be back and everyone has like they've literally said it's going to be back i'd be nearly shocked if they didn't include it in something next year in a format or another the way people were waxing on about it um but yeah so it was not good it was it was enjoyable to watch and um so more got got more into it than i thought yeah i would say if they do bring it back be very careful with the venue that they pick because like i said you could pick just a you know 
boring, boring golf course. And if it isn't an exciting venue that leans into the match play element, like you were saying, you know, final hook could be par nine. Doesn't matter what the par is. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But if it's just another kind of just pick pick a random golf course that they play week week in week out if it's another venue like that yeah it needs to have quirk it needs to have risk reward it needs to have drivable stuff it needs to have a bit of but like madness to it i think genuinely it like it needs the drivable par four that clears water it needs the the par fives that are you can hit a 400 yard drive it needs the quirky par threes short wedges like you want hole in ones you want driving greens you want drama you want uh you want you want them to show off like you you really want them to show out here like that's what you want you don't want them to be struggling hacking it out of rough like don't do that to them that's not that's not what this is about it's not about beating the course it's about beating the man that's the that's the essence of match play like like let the course be as let the course be a cool backdrop don't like pick it on something pan flat that no one can go oh that's just boring yeah like give them something that's like a bit mad and a bit zany. Yep, very true. Going over to the opposite field event, then I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. One, one, of the, I... one of the angriest men Jeez. in English golf uh, got his. English? One of the angriest men in golf. <laughs> no, no, I rephrase. You just r- remove the words golf, full stop. It's one of the angriest men ever. Just the angriest man in the world. Angriest man in the world. We could be rooting for him now in September. No chance. You don't think? No. As in, I won't be rooting for him. Oh, okay. I can't stand him. He's a petulant brat. He's a, okay. So if anyone doesn't know, we are, of course, talking about Matt Wallace winning the Corrales. He's a brat. Canna. My mother called him a pup. Uh, he's like, let's be honest, he's a, he's a bit of a prick. Like, No, we'll just go, my, honestly, my mother has a right phrase from him. She saw the interview and she was like, that, she was watching him berating the caddy there two weeks ago. And she was like, that fella's a pup. And I was yeah. like, do you know what? That's exactly what he is. He's a brat. He's a spoiled brat. Yeah, so... I didn't watch any of the crowd at Punta Cana. No, I didn't. I think what we're saying here now kind of just kind of summarizes a lot of people's opinions and feelings towards Matt Wallace. Like the video of him just berating his caddy going into him was just, that's unacceptable for any team partnership. Obviously people lose their heads with, with caddies and caddies, you know, people fuck up, but I don't even think that this was caddies fault. From what, I, from what I heard, he hit it a bad shot. He, just, and he, he just... gave him an option. He gave him his two options. It's either hit it here or drop it away. And he gave him so much shit about giving him the options that he said it put it in his head. It was like, well, if it wasn't your head in the first place, you're an absolute clown because yeah. you're on a cart path. You are in contention for in the tournament, third round of the tournament. Like, make the sensible choice here, kind of thing. Like all of the things that a good caddy should. Anyway, oh. Yeah, so uh, I, I've never been as meh. Do you know the way you see, oh, that's great. Do you know, like you see like one of the high guards or something getting the tour card or Thomas Dietrich or one of those to get a win and they get their card and you're like, yeah, cool. I'm just like. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I actually didn't really want him to get the win is. No, no. I, like, well, is, is my honest didn't he beat out with the high, one of the high guards. I was like, that would have been cool. That would have been way better. Yeah, so yeah, he won. He's got a good few Ryder Cup points for that. He's not in any of the automatic spots yet, um, so that's good. But he has gone up a little bit in the world points. Um, but he's nowhere near making it, making the, the squad on automatic selection, which I am very, very... Or popularity. About. Yeah, because I think, like, 
if you're not in the automatic six, Luke Donald's got to look at that and go, yeah, he's a good player. He's playing all right. He has a win this season, but like within an opposite side event in the US does not. Like, you're not. You're not in it. Like I, I don't think like those opposite side events are. He got 300 FedEx points. Like that's just over half what you get for a full field event. Yes. So look. Anyway. Yeah. Well done, Matt Wallace. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Begrudgingly. But uh, yeah. So Move as on. we know, yes, moving on. As we know, the Masters is coming up. And so as part of the preparation and the hype leading up to that, Gimme Golf Clothing, our partner, our clothing partner, are releasing on Monday a competition to win one of their brand new green leather golf bags. So keep an eye on their social channels. We'll be sharing it across ours as well. These are brand new. The quality of these leather golf bags, I saw one there last week. They are really, really nice. Um, go check out their social channels from Monday onward. You can win one of these new golf bags. And then we also have a competition coming out next month with Gimme Golf Clothing, where you can win another golf bag and their entire range of golf clothing. So keep the an eye entire for- range, the entire range. Hell yeah. Yeah. So they have new polos, new tops, new t-shirts, new caps, and then you can also win a couple of golf bags. But before we get into the details of that, go check out Gimme Golf Clothing from Monday onwards. You can win their green leather golf bag. It's a Masters themed event, Masters themed competition. Go check it out. <clears throat> love their stuff. Genuinely love their it's stuff. It's actually really nice, isn't it? Yeah, just genuinely like really, 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 really like it living in the actual vest at the moment the quarter zips that i have i just I love them so much. they're so quality. nice yeah um, that wasn't even actually part of the read but that was that was the, the, the gear is actually just, really really i'm nice. actually just on the site like looking browsing through it it's like it's like well yeah want that, new... want that want that want uh, that want that so i guess from we'll get into a little bit more of the professional side of golf but there was a competition closer to home that uh had some funny storylines going on to it. Um, the Laytown Betty Sands Scratch Cup was going on. Um, Dave, you were you were in the field for that. How was the tournament? Awful. I played terrible. I did this last year as well. It was the first tournament I played and like shot 80. The tournament was, wasn't awful. Your play was awful. Was it was awful. Yeah. Didn't actually play the second round. Um, oh, wow. Just, yeah. Well, I actually did play a second round. I played second round in St. Dan's in the competition. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's just an incredibly tough course. It was blowing about 40 in the morning standing on the second tee if anyone knows it like winds into off the right it's normally like a four iron wedge it was driver five iron or six iron or something and it was just like and and thus it continued small targets great condition course um undulating tricky small really small targets wind blown an absolute hooli and it's just like like level power one um richie knightley i think beat killing rafty in a in the playoff um yeah there was a variety of scores from players that you'd never think anything i think anything from a level part or 200 to an 87 or something like that and the field was pretty strong but it's a, like it's a good warm up like it's a good kick in the hole to be honest before um before we go down to to sligo for the qualifying for the last one and to like go cop on you are a million miles off the moment go look i did this last year i did the exact same thing last year it snapped me into it and, I, and then I played well at the West. So I um, history is repeating, and hopefully it'll continue to repeat in terms of how how it turns around the, uh, <laughs> the or how it kicks off the season. Which look, everyone, it's all it's yeah, it's all part of it. Nice to get the card in your hands. Eighteen hole comp, what well, thirty six hole day. Legs were in a hoop after it. 
But uh, yeah, Richie Knightley won it. Um, took home a nice little check for himself. Uh, thankfully enough, he took yeah. home a check because he uh, he had to smash the window of his car to get his <laughs> back into it because he locked his keys in it. <laughs> and I, I think that was the general team is like that's probably why he spurred him on to victory. So he had to pay for smashing his own window, <laughs> his own car. Yeah, so the the photo put up by Gary of Irish Amateur Golf Info. And yeah, he said, when the first thing of the day is a seven iron to the back window of your car after locking the keys inside, the chances were the win. Chances were the win was coming. Like, <laughs> Talk about like finding your motivation. Motivation, yeah. Because exactly. I'm going to bait the living daylights out of my car down wherever <laughs> I'm going now for scratch cups and see what happens. Like, I'm fairly sure I'll just end up with a dented car. Um, but. Yeah, like cool venue. Like they they run it really well. Uh, like Mar like so well Marshall, so well stewarded, etc. Really good field. Like Jesus Christ, the field is so strong. Um, and it was yeah, uh, a tough, 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 tough day. Uh, but good to get good to get one under the belt. Speaking of Gary, is yeah Irish amateur golf info. Gary is back on the road again. The that poor car of his is about to. Clock up some miles. miles, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. But look, it, you look what happens like straight away, you're back into it, you're watching the playoff shot for shot. It's, it's so cool. And in fairness, look, for people who don't know, there's probably loads of people who do follow it. Maybe if you do, you already know. But like, Gary has there is a GoFundMe page to like have Gary in terms of just like travel costs. Like, he, tra- he travels to literally every single tournament, uh, male, female, uh, amateur, professional, well, amateur, obviously. Um, north and south and does it from cork so like landed up there for the second round yes on on sunday so there is a GoFundMe page if you follow golf strong or if you follow gary's page you'll have seen it um yeah it's like we all everyone put in last year a few quid to just keep the show on the road because we all are consumers of the product so like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be getting it for free when someone is going to great expense to do it like you're talking nights away you're talking like mileage the whole lot so uh go and Shout out to Gary for doing it. And also, um, yeah, go on Trophy Pound if you do, if you are a consumer of it. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. Pay for your subscription <laughs> for everything else. We'll get Gary on as well to chat about how he got into it because it's really only in the last couple of years that he's he's been doing it as consistently and it's really popped off and it's, it's really, really good service that he's like, it's he's class. providing like, free of And like the guys love him. He's a lovely fella as well. Like he'll come up and he'll walk on the fairways and you'll just have a chat and he's just, he's got to know everybody really well. Everyone loves him, as I said. Um, I like the content is just magic. Like, you know, hmm. like he's giving full, like you got shot for shot of the West or the, the South last year, the final of the South. Like, yeah. he's putting it into real context like uh how tough these events are like how dramatic they can be like how important they are to the people who play them yeah like it's brilliant brilliant that's super super so uh richard knightley isn't the only one who got a good win there on the weekend david carey has had oh fuck yeah as a man who has been like he has had some pretty cool Qualifications. Obviously Always a man for the Open. for something like a Monday qualifier. Like the fella could shoot fifty nine. Like I mean, he has fifty seven. Fifty seven. Um. So you're fifty So yeah, even better again. So David Carey, for anyone that might not know, there's no way you could know at this point. 
David Carey pre-qualified firstly for the Monday qualifier for the Valero Texas Open. He won that pre-qualifier and then won the Monday qualifier. Oh, there was a pre-qualifier. There Jeez. was a pre-qualifier. He won the Monday qualifier as well. And he's now in the field for the Valero Texas Open. That is wild. He has his girlfriend like, on the back and he didn't gave an interview. And he was saying, it's great. She's just keeping me grounded. So I'm not kind of losing the run of myself. That is just chaotic in the best sense. Like it's, it's so good to watch, watch stories like that. And like, like you're saying, he's a good man for qualifying into events. Yeah. He's, um, he's, he's the kind of fella that like us golf suit, like hits at a fucking mile. Yeah. Um, re like can go streaky low, like, yeah who knows genuinely who knows because he like he clearly has that game like as i said has been to the open like the, he only goes for the big ones really clearly um but yeah like the, like that that circuit should suit him down to the ground like in terms of um in terms of course setups in terms of his game so like go on you good thing yeah i'll be burning to see him make make the cut and do, do himself well and yeah make a bit of money now for the week as well that would be that would be super that would be sweet yeah, yeah. agreed will you so i guess aside from david's involvement are you going to watch the valero texas open i'm going to portugal so you won't be watching any golf. i'm going on all i'm going playing golf okay on holidays with nice. a few friends so i'm heading out uh it's one o'clock to now i'm heading at three o'clock where are you playing in portugal we are playing uh, in Quinta de Lago. Uh, we have a trip that goes every year, and I am greatly looking forward to it as I look out at the hissing rain here in Dublin. Yeah, I'd say it's not sunny where I'm up to my You live down the posh part. The posh part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live in, I, I don't. I, I'm just a country bumpkin up here living in the big smoke in the north side. So what's the format for the for the event and it's a mat game in Portugal? Are you the low man or what's the yeah? I go to style? zero now that now that I've after now that my handicap's gone back to like plus one or something because of my bad scoring, etc. Funny actually, the WHS. It's funny how quickly your handicap goes to absolute pot. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Like the space of two rounds, I had like two, like I had a couple of level bars. Mm-hmm. And they like so like I think oh I'm, I'm playing well like I was I was going okay like at one under Donegal at two uh, two under in Saint Anne's and a level par somewhere else, but they like they just replaced three of my lowest scores of last year, oh, so yeah. my handicap went the other way. So it was like oh here I'm playing well, but your handicap goes wrong goes that's the bonkersness of it, isn't it? Yeah, even though you're playing in form, that you're actually if you're replacing. Really good scores. For example, I was actually playing with Paul Coughlin at the weekend. And uh, we were chatting about the WHS and we were chatting about like, oh, how low have you ever gone? And I was like, oh, I think I got to like, I think I got to like plus three at one stage. Wow. Uh, and I was like, he has a guy playing it from, or from Royal County Down. He's like, yeah, I think I got to plus three as well. Paul was telling us he got to plus 8.2, I think his lowest was. As you do. But what happened was he, yeah, uh, he was saying that he had two 800, but he had 1,600 for two rounds to win the Castle Knox Scratch Cup. Jeez. And he went like gangbusters and he had another 600 somewhere and he had a 500 somewhere. But they were all like in the space of two or three weeks. But the plus seven, as soon as they dropped out, like he said, like he lost three shots off his handicap with, with, in a week as quickly as, as it went the other way. Yeah. And he's like, I wasn't playing badly. 
It was like, it's just, it's just those, those ones go. Yeah. Point one back or just getting your point one for every shot you're under. Like it just makes like way more sense from like for people who are playing, for people who play a lot at a a very high level, I think it's completely misleading. Now look, they are qualifying through Bridgestone rankings or qualifying through Wagger points, et cetera. So it doesn't really, it's not really a concern of theirs. Um, and they'll never drop below a level, but like that's that doesn't get them into the events that they want to. But for example, Paul can shoot that those scores and whatever. But yeah. is it is it a true reflection that the last twenty in like you nearly need to be looking at a wider sample set for someone of that handicap? Yeah, you know it nearly is like fifty scores and top twenty. You know, kind of thing. I just don't. I I think it's. I I the more, the more I see it, the more I think it's a completely shit system. <laughs> yeah, I I think what could be interesting from what you're saying is obviously there's a couple of people who are, I don't say massaging handicaps, but a few oh, people that, that that's a few a people that'll get found out. So, yeah. so the flip side of that argument, I guess, could be they you know post was like a even par or over over par results in a scratch cup or whatever they'll yeah. quickly get found out and it, over time things yeah. should level out again i think it did happen already in the championship i think it was in for the west i think there were a few people with significantly low handicaps uh who should have got into the main field and were actually in the qualifiers so i think that's where they've started to have a look at are your uh and and what they're looking at basically is your um, are your casual scores within two shots of your competition scores really that's what they're looking at and yeah. if there's a too too wide a discrepancy then um, then look that's there you're been shown a, a different door if you like yeah. but yeah no this was just some of the absurdities we were chatting about to people who are, are at a a very low level but imagine like plus seven no i couldn't like that's 13 shots better than me i, I can't imagine that imagine having to like imagine on your average so in saint anne's now you need to be to be shooting to like so if you're playing your stable for your medal or whatever 36 points you'd need to shoot like 600 yeah damn no, i couldn't imagine that it's so i guess going back to the the original question anyway. what's, the, what's the format for the portugal trip oh yeah uh three days uh i oh sorry i'm gonna give a massive plug here right um so if you've got a buddies event, and I just found it, there's an app called Golfify, okay? Golfify, golf if G O L F I F Y. Um. So up until up until a certain amount of people, it's like a free app, and you can set up an event in the same way that you would play, if you play championships. It's all on the phone and the app. Yeah. You can set up the events. You can set up the three different courses that you're going to play and the groupings, etc. And it gives you a live leaderboard. That's sick. So we'll know what's going on. It's great. So yeah, I go to scratch. The lads get either one or two shots, depending on the course we're playing. And we can track it and you can activate like scorecards. You can set pairings the last day based on leaderboards. It does it does everything for you. It's unbelievable. And is that just off of like it's it's just like a stroke play or single stable for an event or single could you... stable for it. Okay, super interesting. So it does the points, does everything. So we'll do, uh, what do we do? We do 20 quid a day, uh, 60, 40, 20. So first, second, third. Mm. Uh, then we do 20 quid overall, and that's winner takes all. And then we do uh, birdies as well. So two euros. So 
every time someone makes a birdie, it's two euros a man. And the person who makes the last birdie Oof. in the whole thing takes the pot. Jeez. So so you could so you could be in it. You could make like the four other, birdies. The other lads could make hundred birdies. They could yeah. make a hundred birdies each. Okay. So that means there'll be 12 grand in the pot and I make one at the end and I take the, all of the cash, even though they're the ones that have been. Yeah. Is that birdie competition that runs out throughout all three? That, years, that's or like that per all three rents. All three rents. Oh, yeah. Oh so like, God. so like if you've got six, six playing, so hopefully you'd be thinking you'll get, you get 10 birdies given the lads, given, given the handicap mix. No. And they're gross birdies and not net birdies. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah obviously. Uh, geez, that'd be expensive. Um, yeah. So like you'd imagine you get 10 a day, which gets you like, wow. yeah, that should give you, so that'll give you 120 a day. Yeah. So you, you should have 300 in the pot, like for, for the whole thing, which like it's 50 quid ahead really. So it adds like that jeopardy, but like, don't be ever thinking that you're going to walk away with that money. Like you're going oh. straight to the, you're going straight to the bar with this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the, it's like the thank yous at the, at the um, at the what you call it, at the at a wedding, do you know the glasses and the the money? Yeah, yeah. You put it, you put it, it in the money around. and then you just yeah, exactly. You're just waiting for you you win it, but then you just have to. It's just basically you're just you just buying the table. Shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good. Because yeah, that that's a really golfify. I'll check that out because golfify. Yeah, yeah. couldn't be a bigger fan. Actually, with... we should tag them. Um, to be honest, tag them tag them in it and just say listen. Uh, because I am genuinely unbelievably impressed with how cool it is. Okay, oh, cool. it's, it's unreal like leaderboards stats there's a feed where you can put in conversations um each of the courses come up like forty-four thousand courses on it wow yeah okay i'll check that out i'll check that out as well because i saw i'm going to ross penna as i was telling you with there's nine of us going so we're splitting into three teams of three. Oh yeah oh and yeah so- you can do two, you can do group competitions as well okay brilliant. you can do stroke play you can do group t- competitions absolutely brilliant yeah, golf fight. Get it. Sorts out like I was like, oh, it's a real nerdy thing to do, but like this will be really cool on the last day when people are actually like, oh wow. Like mm. especially in Stableford where you've got like a few high handicappers and everything where like three pars could be four points. We've got one guy off twenty three or something like that. Like he gets three pars in a couple of holes, like he could get twelve points or fourteen points or something mental like that. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden he's back in the mix. So Keeps everyone interested. And then the birdies part keeps everyone interested. Very interesting. So that'll be an interesting match, um, I guess. Yep. Tell you where we didn't make many birdies. Oof, yeah. Muscry so, Golf Club. <laughs> so, hell. Yeah, very true. So we went down, obviously, as we mentioned before, to Muscry Golf Club. We played our alternate shot match with Nikki Daly and Valerie Mulcahy. The teams were myself and Nikki. The team hockey versus team GAA as David and Valerie were our opponents. Jeez. We went three down. We went three down early. Went three down very fast. Clawed it back. Jeez, you were useless to pair you for about at the start. Half an hour. Tough. 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 But we clawed it back to a good one down but, uh, competitive match. Showed showed your showed class. Showed class. Um, well, I, yeah, I think Nikki did very back. well. <laughs> Nikki did very well. Nick's a very good player. She's a great player, like Jeez, like very very good. Well upset, yeah. Um, so that video Ooh. is up on our YouTube channel now, guys. It was very very funny that match. Yeah. The 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 shy talk between everyone was possibly as entertaining as the golf, mainly because the golf for fifty percent of us was absolute shite. But it is on our YouTube channel. There's a few clips going out in our socials as yeah. well. Um, Dave and Valerie did take the take the spoils. 
but we don't did, let we, that take away from what is a we, very we close, very we close it out close it out and what i hope close it out on actually such a cool hold that yeah um, see was it 16th yeah, yeah. 16, 15th or 16th whatever way we played it it was so cool but uh yeah no that was brilliant because that was actually a partnership we had with massage guns ireland and they provide like a course of massage therapy like a massage gun i use them all the time always actually yeah, use them for quite some time now yeah they're unbelievably good just in helping tension getting you just getting your muscles just a little bit loose the whole premise is around blood flow so the vibration of the muscle increase blood flow through it makes you feel a little bit less stodgy i think is the best word to describe it uh really good for recovery actually use mine on sunday evening i won't lie it was painful like 36 holes i had a massive day it was like over forty thousand steps i really needed something i woke up i I, thankfully did it remember to do it the night before or the night i went sorry the night i went to sleep woke up on monday still stiff um again like cold shower used a massage gun and was like back into the gym on, on Monday and able to do some sort of work as opposed to just been like sitting on the couch or sitting behind the desk um, doing nothing. But yeah, use our code BM20, BM20, our code on massagegunsireland.ie for 20% off. Um, thanks to the guys for sponsoring that video. Uh, it came out great and we're delighted to, to, to be a partner of them because it's a product genuinely like the Gimme Golf stuff uh, that we use all the time. So listen, there's no better kind of endorsement we can give than that. Yeah, I think it is worth saying that we we have got a couple of partnerships going on at the moment and there are partnerships that we genuinely do use and really, really like. We're not gonna just teaming up with anyone and that video series that we that video that we did with Massachusetts Ireland it was really, really good fun and look, hopefully there'll be more of that stuff to come. Sure is. So it's an off week now on the DP World Tour. I think there's not yeah. a whole lot left to go on or to chat about this week. Um, Tom McKibben. Oh, sorry. Bo Martin was caddying for Carol Hatton. Yeah, it's the second week in a row. He's he's on his back for like three, two or yeah. three months. Yeah, yeah. Just so, just so that people know. Just, we said just that, we, it out there. We talked about that last week. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just weird <laughs> seeing him. Sorry. It is. It is funny, though. It is funny to see him there. Yeah, because no, we were talking about like Tom McKibben. He was like 18th in another event in South Africa. Yeah, it's just like Jesus Christ is the European is is the European tour that that's why they changed the name. You know that to the DP World Tour because they don't play any fucking events in Europe anymore. Yeah, not so like that's literally it. Hey. We're into like April and we haven't had an event on European soil uh, yet. But look, they're following the sun, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, Tom McKibben was 18th there. As you're saying, it was an off week. But sorry, the reason that was is because I saw Chris Selfridge has picked up another bag. Oh, who? Yeah. Um, leave that one with me. I'll, I'll let the people go and find out themselves. You can find <laughs> okay. out Chris Everidge. Like, there's an excuse to look up Chris Everidge's Instagram. It's on his Instagram. So he's on a, he's on a new bag. Uh, that like popped into my head when I, uh, when I was looking at the the Tom McKibben note. Um, yeah. So off week and Valera Tech's open. I'll have no golf. I'm not watching any golf this weekend, which is great. And then all roll of into next week. The week That's after. It. The week oh, after. God. No, it is next week. Next what well, next week, actually. Sorry. Oh, you can hear it. Shane Larry was off to practice round with his actual Augusta leather bag. Yeah, what a what a big dick. What a flex. Yeah. What a flex. That, that in the Louis Vuitton suitcase. I was like, Jesus. Was it Louis Vuitton yeah, suitcase? I was like, Jesus. come on, man. Come on. From Clara. Could have gotten the Clara Market though. Probably didn't. For those Probably people who didn't. live down the country, they know what the Clara Market is. Um, it yeah, is a market. It is. It market. is. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's it, I guess, from our side. Both that's Leona it. and Steffi finished tied for 23rd at the LPGA Drive-On Championships. Celine Boutier, yeah. Boutier won it. Um, I tried to watch that. It wasn't appearing anywhere. Like, you get on YouTube and stuff, but I couldn't. Uh, switching over and back was a pain in the ass. So, yeah, yeah the, unfortunately, the man kind of took t- took the took the attention from it. Yeah, that was a big week. Big week. For yeah, yeah, it was, really, fair. I suppose. Yeah, and this is like, it's like nearly like an alternate event, that drive-on one, in fairness. Um, so yes it's a week or so now from the Masters uh, a week from my deadline I have 15 birdies still no eagles I'm going to try and play around a golf now today to try and boost that up a little bit I think we're going to need an extension on this uh, Kapalua challenge Dave uh, I think you just need to pick a different challenge pal to be honest it's ridiculous the one that you pick like pick the pick a different one Okay, well, look, we'll we'll try and do this one then. But look, do this one first. We'll like, no, as in, sorry, I'm I'm completely acknowledging that it's a very, very, very hard thing to do. Yeah, but we'll keep going. We'll keep going. We'll see how long we'll it takes going. me to do it if I can do it. Yeah, sure. Right. Um. Yes, I think that's it for the week. Um. We will be talking to you guys in a week or so. Enjoy the Valero Texas Open if you're going to be watching. The Augusta National Women's Amateur is on if you want to get your fix of Augusta. There you go. In the meantime, um. Until then, though, we will see you the week of the Masters. On the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.